Okay, so in this episode, I want to talk to you about healing. I want to talk to you about the word healing. I want to talk to you about what it is that we mean when we say healing or to heal. And I want to talk about your voice and how your voice might be an essential tool for healing to continue to transpire in your life. And I want to talk about your voice journey and how your voice journey might intersect with your healing journey. And I want to talk to you about all of these things because there's a good chance that you found me because you think about these things in tandem or you have a knowing deep inside of you that these things relate to each other, that these things connect with each other, that these things need each other. You might be deep in the throes of your healing journey. You might be on a quest, on a mission to find more wholeness within yourself, to become more at ease with yourself, to become more one with yourself and therefore the whole universe. And this might be the fourth podcast you've listened to today (laughs) about healing because you're so in it. You're doing the work. You're coming back home to yourself. But you also might be listening and you also might be really quite turned off by this word healing. You might be seeing it everywhere and you think it's kind of annoying because you don't know whether it means anything or not. It might be just something that people say to sort of bypass the actual things that they mean. (laughs) You might not really feel super compelled to listen to this episode And I just want to say, I feel you. I hear you. I've been there. I've been in both of these places. And that's why I think that this is an important conversation for us to have. I think it really, really matters and how it is that we think about our voice and subsequently our life. And I hope that you'll just stick with me here for a bit and we'll think about this as an open dialogue, an exchange, a part of a journey, a shifting opinion, a movement of ideas. A number of years ago, I had the pleasure of meeting Elizabeth Gilbert. And in conversation, I don't know exactly why. Well, actually, I do know why. It was because I met her at a time in my life where I was exploring the realm of sound healing. And I remember contemplating for myself what it was that I could even call myself, how I could explain to people what it is that I do um, with regards to that work. And just as a fun side note, I have sort of landed on the term sound healing artist. That feels right in the realm of that work that I do. But for whatever reason, I felt compelled to ask Elizabeth in all of her wisdom what she thought about someone who calls themselves a healer. (laughs) like what her reaction was. Because when I thought about that, it sort of, I don't know, it stirred something in me. It wasn't necessarily a trigger per se, but it gave me pause. It gave me question. And she said in her classic comedic candor, she thought calling oneself a healer was akin to calling oneself a good lover. (laughs) And when she said this, I just remember feeling like, oh, yeah. That feels really right. That feels really true. That sure, one can call themselves a good lover, but it might not necessarily be best for one to try to determine that about themselves. It might be better for someone else to offer that. And I do feel this 
about this term healer in that I certainly have had many healers in my life. Many people who have seemed to help me close up the wounds that I had been walking around with wide open. And more often than not, those are not people that name that about themselves. Those are people that find their way into my lives somewhat unexpectedly and just subsequently find themselves a part of my healing journey. But what does any of this mean? What does it actually mean? What are we talking about when we're talking about healing? What is the wound that we're trying to heal? Now, of course, I am not going to be able to answer that specifically for you. And it's so important in conversations like these that we acknowledge the varied experiences that we all have, that you living in your body with your racial and gendered identity have had so many experiences that are specific to you. And the same goes for me and your religious upbringing and your cultural upbringing. And again, the body, the shape of the body that you're in, these all have profound influence on you and your experience in this world. And I don't in any way diminish those specifics. But I have grown to believe that we share so many fundamental likenesses, so many fundamental similarities that we often overlook and miss. And when we talk about healing, we can quickly and easily find our way back to those things if we allow that to happen. I'll never forget when I first encountered the definition of heal or healed or healing in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. I don't know if you know that emoji where the head explodes, but that was totally me when I read this for the first time. The definition is this. This is the, the 1A, <laughs> the very first thing that it reads. It says, heal, to make free from injury or disease, to make sound or whole, to make free from injury or disease, to make sound or whole. Now, obviously, the word sound was the thing that lit me up. To connect the dots around healing, heal, and this idea of sound or soundness or to be sound, this was just so exciting to me because it spoke to my experience, my experience in my life and in my body with and around sound and the idea of sound and this contemplation of sound and the voice as my creation of sound in my body. And you see, we use this word sound to describe wholeness. We say of sound mind, of sound mind and body to talk about someone's ability to to be, to be totally present, to be able to show up and do what it is that they need to do. And I, I, this definition also, though, speaks to the human condition of feeling absent of sound or somehow disconnected from wholeness that so many of us carry around experiences and stories that have led us to believe that we are not sound, that we are not healed, that we are somehow separate, that we are somehow broken. And I just want to start out by saying here that it is 
a fundamental belief of mine that you are not fundamentally broken, that I am not fundamentally broken. It is my belief that your essential nature is healed. Now, I'm not going to define that too much for you, but I just want to lay it down as a belief system that I have because it wasn't one that I always had. I grew up in a conservative Christian environment and was very much taught explicitly about the nature of humans as being broken, as being flawed, um, the original sin. And I have shed that belief. I actually no longer believe that. In fact, I believe explicitly in fundamental goodness. But I think, too, that this definition of the word heal or to heal or healing brings us back to or validates that which I believe to be true in that when we heal, we are coming back to a sound state. We are making free of injury. So while myself, whatever the self is, can be injured, can have experiences that have created open wounds, my healing journey is simply a homecoming back to my whole state. I was never not sound. And if you want to get a little bit metaphysical with me, the universe is sound. (laughs) All of creation is sound. Every religious tradition and the scientific understanding of the origin of this universe, of the origin of our being points toward sound. Whether it be the voice of God or the Big Bang, the only thing that humans can understand is that we somehow came from sound or we somehow came from wholeness. See, sound is never not whole. Sound is never not pointing toward healing. The atoms and the molecules and the particles that comprise this universe, they are constantly shifting and changing and moving and vibrating. There is a hum to how this whole thing works. There is a sound to how this whole thing works. And while sometimes they get split apart, they move back toward wholeness. We see this on a very basic level in that your body is geared toward healing. If you get a paper cut, it is only a short matter of time before your body, without any of your doing, will find its way back to healing, will close the wound. It is the orientation of your body to heal. And it is the orientation of your heart and it is the orientation of your mind because it is the orientation of the whole universe. This is not some far out concept, actually. It just sounds far out because it's so wild how big and epic the idea is. But the nature of who it is that you are, the nature of your being, which we share entirely with each other, regardless of your sex, your gender, your sexuality, your race, your home, your location, your body, regardless, the origin, the orientation of who it is that we are is sound, is to become sound, is to move toward healing, is to move 
toward wholeness is to come back home to the essential part of who it is that we are. So if you find yourself mindfully pursuing healing, if you find yourself on a healing path or healing journey or doing the quote-unquote work, if you find yourself pursuing all of these different practices and different modalities and different paths to try to find your way back to wholeness, please be reminded that this is the way in which the universe is encouraging you to move. That separateness or brokenness is simply a myth. It's a veil that covers your eyes. And as you're doing this work, what it is that you're doing is you're coming home to yourself. It's a home coming. You're pulling back the veil to see yourself clearly, to see how things were when you came into this world, which was in this purified, beautiful, good state. Have you ever looked at a baby and not thought that they were good? That actually draws up some emotion in me because that baby is you. That baby is me. We have always been that baby. We are never not that baby. There is a fundamental goodness to how it is that we entered this world. And that has not changed. And I so, so admire those who are really interested in pursuing a path of reminding themselves of that truth. And I also, like I said, I get resistance because sometimes this can feel so far away from our experience. What does this mean on the daily? What does this mean for how it is that I get to show up? I still have to deal with the bullshit of my job. I still have to deal with this unhappy relationship. I still have to deal with this bank account that haunts me. I still have to deal with traffic. You name it. There's still war going on in the world. All of this stuff that seems to be pointing in the opposite direction of what I'm saying here. But I just bring you back to this clarity and understanding that despite the wounds, despite the conditions, despite the experience, the orientation of it all is toward coming home, is toward wholeness, is toward soundness, is toward you being you. Now, what does your voice have to do with all of this? (laughs) Why is the voice coach preaching? (laughs) It's a really great question, and it's both complex and simple in its answer. Your voice is, can be, will be, if you allow it, the healing. It is the catalyst for healing. It is the sound of healing. It is the sound of you. It is you in sound manifest. It is the origin of change. It is the opportunity of change. It is the expression of growth. It is the home of the homecoming. It is the mirror that reflects your wants, needs, and desires. 
Your voice is thought manifest. Your voice is your primary tool for expressing the deepest parts of who it is that you are. Your voice allows you to share your deepest desires, your deepest knowing, so that I can hear of yours and connect yours with mine. It is the 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 cord that connects us. It is the primary way in which we can know each other and therefore know the whole, know the universe, know the oneness of it all. Now, with all of that being said, I do also feel compelled to remind you and me that Your experience of your voice, it is an embodied experience. It's not just a bunch of ideas. It's not just a bunch of metaphors. Your voice is real. It's in your body. It's a felt experience. It's a lived experience. There's an objective truth to your voice in your body. And there may be ways, there are likely ways in which you feel like your voice doesn't fully show up for you in your body. There might be elements with your voice that feel like it just doesn't work or it's not, (laughs) it's certainly not making a whole sound. And there might also be experiences that you've had with your voice where you felt as close to this wholeness as you could possibly imagine. You know, not to harp too much on the religion piece today, but so many people who grew up in faith traditions come to singing with a memory of being young, and singing in community with others, particularly in a devotional, a spiritual way, and just having this divine connection. Or maybe even just being in the school play, or being in choir as a kid, or just, you know, standing in front of the mirror singing. And if you really reflect on that, feeling like there was a wholeness in that moment. But now life has happened, experiences have happened, habits have happened, illnesses have happened, events, traumas, and there are parts of your voice that might feel like they don't work well. And that's why we embark upon a healing journey, to come back to those moments where we are reminded of this divine connection, where we are reminded of our inherent wholeness, where we catch glimpses of the spiritual nature, of the universal nature of our voice. And that can start with something as basic as having to do voice exercises. And I've talked about this before, but those exercises, to me, they're not just exercises. They're an essential part of healing because they're about coming back home to the self. They're about getting familiar with the self. They're about being reminded of our nature, about also getting familiar with the ways in which we haven't been connected to ourselves, the ways in which we felt pulled apart or disoriented. We talked about the orientation of the universe. How often do you feel disoriented with your voice? How often is your voice a surprise to you? And I mean that not in a positive way, but you open your mouth to sing and something surprising and maybe disappointing comes out. Or you open your mouth to speak your truth, to show up, to really hold your ground, and you feel like you're unable to satisfy that need, that urge, that desire. So often people reflect to me something that I call being victim to their voice, (laughs) that they feel like their voice is not within their control, 
They feel like their voice is something that happens to them. And so this journey is about being reminded that that's simply not true, that your voice is not something that you are victim to. It is the source of all that you create. It is the source of your truth being known. It is the source of you actually being able to manifest. It is the source of you drawing on the goodness within you. But we forget that because suddenly the sound cracks and we feel like everything is wrong with us. We're embarrassed by who we are. We aren't able to acknowledge and know and share the stories that have pointed us toward disorientation or dysfunction or dis-ease. See, your voice journey, it is not about a point of arrival. And it turns out your healing journey is not either. There's not a moment where you go, well, <laughs> that's fixed. But there are a lot of moments where you go, wow, that is a lot different than it used to be. That feels so much better. That feels so much more aligned. That feels so much more authentic. That feels so much more true. That feels more like me. And this is one of the things I love because when we're working with the voice, we're working with an instrument of the body that's constantly shifting and changing and moving just like the atoms and the particles of the universe, constantly shifting and changing. And with those shifts and those changes, our experiences and times that make us feel more aligned or less aligned. And through mindful awareness, we get to start to identify that. And then we take inspired action that will move us back toward alignment. But it isn't arrival. There isn't a point A or point B. You ever heard that phrase, the joy is in the journey? I was thinking about that recently, and it occurred to me that that phrase actually doesn't ring quite true for me. I think there's a simple switch that actually speaks more to my experience, and that is the joy is the journey. The joy is the journey. See, we want to become whole because we forget that we are whole. We want to travel down the path of change and transformation and growth and human flourishing and development because we continue to forget that that is our natural state of being. That is our fundamental way of being. And so every time we embark upon this journey, every time we find ourselves in this journey, we find joy. The journey is the joy. Your voice is the experience. Your voice is the wholeness. Your voice is the healing. Your only, only job is to show up and participate and to use it and to allow and to become sound, to be of sound. Now, I'd like to speak here for just a moment specifically to you if you identify as a singer. And even if you don't, I hope you'll stick with me because I think the theme that I'm going to touch on here matters because it relates to the voice as a whole, but it carries particular salience for those of us who have seen ourselves 
known ourselves or heard ourselves as a singer. For those of us who have had experiences where we were using our voice and we felt like, yes, (laughs) this is it. This is it. This is me in alignment. This is me in flow. This is me whole. This is what I want to say to you. Throughout your life, things will happen. Things that feel entirely unrelated to your voice. Shit will go down, whether that be disease, whether that be illness, whether that be loss, whether that will be grief, sorrow, trauma, sadness, depression, you name it. Whatever you can think of. That stuff will happen. And it may feel separate from your voice. But I want you to know that it can't help but show up in your voice. I want you to know that because you have this identification of self, because that you have found yourself in your voice, an essential and important part of dealing with those traumas, dealing with those issues, dealing with that hurt, dealing with that suffering, will be to explore it through your voice. See, the voice always tells us about this stuff in our lives. The areas in which our voice feels more or less successful has direct correlation to the areas that we feel that way about our life. It is more often than not that when someone comes to me with an issue with their voice, I approach it from the standpoint of listening and knowing their voice, but I also end up hearing about some stories, some things that have gone on in their lives that have profoundly impacted them and from my position have clearly impacted their ability to use their voice. And often it's not too long of a road, not too far of a road for the singer or the individual to be able to connect those dots as well. But I just want you to know that I don't believe particularly for those of us who identify as a singer, that your voice journey and your healing journey can be disconnected. In fact, I think that if you try to do that, if you try to pursue healing without singing, you'll find the road especially long and especially dark at times. And I think that if you try to pursue singing and transformation with your voice and you don't look holistically at the areas of pain and trauma and suffering in your life, you are not going to find the singing journey as satisfying. It'll be just a fun little hobby. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But There's an opportunity for something deeper. There's an opportunity to find yourself in the flow of the universe. There's an opportunity to participate in the soundness that connects all all the way back to the origin of who it is that we are. So often people will reach out to me and they'll say, I don't know what it is about my voice. Like, I don't know why I feel so compelled to do this work. I don't know you know, what it is that's drawing me in here, but I just feel like I need to pursue my voice. I need to sing. And when I hear them say that, what I hear is their desire to heal. I hear their desire to come back to again and again, the wholeness, the soundness of the universe. I hear their desire to reconnect 
to that infant state that made sound as a pure expression of self. You know, to return to the newborn image just briefly, when a baby is born, the sounds that they make, the sounds that they naturally make are somehow sung. They're very close to singing. High-pitched screams, cooing, and all of those sounds, they are this visceral expression of need, of want, of desire, of self. And as soon as we introduce words, which is great, it's wonderful that we have words and our ability to connect, but we somehow temper that uh connection that we had to what it was that we needed in the moment. And this is one of the things that's so beautiful about singing and music is it it takes us back to, it sort of organizes our, our ability to express our emotion and our needs and our desires. It organizes it into a melody. It sends it through the tunnel of music, of sound, of expression. And to me, that's just really exciting because, it, again, it sort of takes us back to this vulnerable. I mean, think about how vulnerable a baby is. The vulnerable, inherent nature of who it is that we are. So if you feel compelled to pursue your voice, don't think it weird. <laughs> don't think it strange. Don't think it odd. Think about it as a homecoming. Think about it as a return to wholeness. Think about it as a deep knowing of soundness. Think about it as coming back to the sound of you. Now, for the record, I am not advocating that singing is a replacement for the many, many other wonderful healing modalities that you might need to engage on your own journey, whether that be therapy or like EMDR or somatic work or psychedelics, yoga, spiritual practices, you name it, whatever. Singing is not instead of those things. But I do believe that singing at the very least, at voice work at the very least, can be an incredible supplement on your journey. But I think even more profoundly, it can be the tie that binds. It can be the through line that connects for you this path back to wholeness, this path into healing. And I say that from personal experience. I say that as someone who has done <laughs> all of these things and will continue to pursue my own healing, my own growth, my own development, my own personal flourishing through all of the many, many wonderful, rich traditions that offer opportunities and ways in. But I just know, like I said, that there's something within me that feels most myself, that feels most aligned, that feels most divinely guided when I'm using my voice. And I feel like what I observe in others is that singing in the voice is a fast way in. It's just super fast. Like you can know about yourself so quickly. You can know so quickly about the ways in which you feel not aligned or disconnected or disoriented. And then through the making of a sound, through the making of a sound, you will suddenly remember who you are. 
You know, one of the things I find most exhilarating about my own voice journey and working with others and theirs is that when we come back to our voice, what once seemed impossible shifts and changes. The realm of possibility opens up. And when I think about wholeness, well, actually, let's go back to this idea of wholeness being interchangeable with the word sound. Here's a question that hopefully will make your brain scramble just a little bit. But what sound isn't possible? What sound isn't possible? I mean, file that under questions you've probably never asked yourself before. <laughs> Conversely, what sounds are possible? What sounds are possible? Now, if your voice is the sound of you, frame the question around yourself. What sounds are not possible within me? And what sounds are possible? So when I, as a coach, take someone into the experience of making a new sound, when I bring them home to their voice, when I remind them of themselves, when I bring them back into wholeness, suddenly the possibilities expand. In fact, they may expand into the infinite. See, I believe that we live in a universe that contains infinite possibility. I believe that what is possible for my life, what is possible for this human experience, what is possible in this condition is so much greater than that which I'm usually tapped into. And when I sing and when I come back to my voice and when I find healing, I'm reminded of infinite possibility. I'm reminded that there is so much more available to me than the small story around this wound that I carry. And I'm not saying that the wound isn't a big deal. And I'm not saying that it wasn't a big deal and that it's not a big deal now. And I'm also not saying that it won't scar. I'm not saying that it won't leave a visible, noticeable scar that will require the retelling of the story. But is a scar not healed? Is a scar not actually just a reminder of everything that I've said? That our body's orientation is toward healing. When we are in alignment, our heart, our mind, our body, our spirit, the universe's flow is toward creating wholeness, is toward new creation, which always is fundamentally whole. And so while many of us walk around with lots of scars and our voices carry the sound of our experience, that is nothing more than the beauty of the story of who it is that we are. It is all the more reason to get to know what it is to be one with ourselves and therefore one with the universe. My friend, if you are someone who has had some awkwardness, some strangeness, some discomfort around the word healing or heal or to heal or healer, might I offer that the universe doesn't need you actually to be comfortable with it for it to happen. It is your primary way of being. 
But when I say the joy is the journey, what I'm saying to you is there is some joy to be had in knowing it as true and actively, actively seeking it and participating in it, illuminating this truth within your life. Now, I don't care what word you use. You don't have to use healing. You can use whatever word you want. You could use spaghetti (laughs) if you wanted. But what I want to hit home for you is that we're all on this journey together. All of us. No one is separate from it. And there are so many bits about your story that are so specific to you. And there's so many things that people have said and done to you that have hurt you. And I want you to know that I'm sorry. But they are not the final piece of your narrative. They are not the most essential part of who you are. And the sooner that you are able to acknowledge that is true, the more you will know what it is that I said earlier about the joy is the journey. The joy is the journey. You can resist all you want. Go for it. Try it. See how it feels. (laughs) But when you find yourself in flow and alignment and allowing and moving toward ah, this deep knowing of goodness, when you allow your voice to be exactly where it is and you love on it exactly where it is and you open up to the possibilities that are present to you right now and you move toward making new sounds because you know you just have to, that something within you is drawing you toward that. When you let yourself sing, you will so know this joy that I'm speaking about. You will so know yourself and your divine connection and your essence. You will so know sound. Stay the path. Stay on the journey. Use your voice. Until next time, peace.